0: Hello and welcome to the podcast where good trivia gets rewarded and bad lies are punished.
1: This is What's the Fact. But will they catch the lies or will they only dream that they caught them and think that they really did catch them but it was all just a, a dream? Welcome to the show. I'm Ryan Whistle. This is Warren Robertson and we've got a fun one today. I love this. I hope so, yeah. I, I love this. It's, it's mad. I've always loved dreams, even nightmares. Like I've loved my own dreams. Oh, really? And I've realized in researching this that I, I love Sigmund Freud on dreams, at least. I don't know, buddies, you were trying to hammer your mum and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hammer your dad, but in different uh, ways. So he's the guy who's <laughs> to blame for all of our, oh, it's a, it's a highway
0: to the, to the unconscious. <laughs> yes. And what you dream about shows you unfulfilled desires. And yes. All that kind of, that's Sigmund Freud's yes. dream stuff, isn't it? I, I, I think I agree with him. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, generally, most of society does not. Though. <laughs> mm. So, you know, I think it's been roundly disproven that that these things aren't really.
1: Do so you think it's brain. more like random, just like a puzzle, like like you had a puzzle and then it got smashed by maybe tequila or Jägermeister. And then as you were dreaming, the piece just got put together. And so it's more Alice in Wonderland, but it doesn't mean anything.
0: I think it's more the returns box at a local library. (laughs) So what happens with the returns box is new information comes in. Everybody throws the returns in the big returns box, right? Mm -hmm. And then the the librarians come out from behind the shelves like little, little skittering cockroaches. And they collect all the returns and they file them. Back in the library in their correct places, mm-hmm. and I think that's what dreams are. You've got your returns box of new information in your in your brain, and then your 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 little cockroach librarians come out and they take it, and then they they file these things in different parts. And you're seeing the filing
1: process. Oh, there's a there's a nonfiction about this.
0: Yeah, Ooh. I mean dreams. So so there's all these things about dreams, right? Where they they they've said that there's parts of your brain that. Um, that are awake. They're very alert at night. And then there's other parts of your brain that's that's like deeply asleep. And, you know, so your, so your limbic system, your hippocampus and your fornix, uh, which are right in the middle of your brain, just your really kind of quite primitive brain. Uh, and it's the primary control center for your emotions that. And that's that's really like alert and awake while you're, while you're asleep and dreaming. And then meanwhile, the dorso lateral prefrontal cortex, which controls logic and rationality, really dim, almost no... Uh, action activity. There. Yeah, no activity. So that's why you can dream about, I don't know, marrying Alfred Adrian while <laughs> dressed like Barney the dinosaur. And your dad is not only proud of this occasion, he's he's dressed in a toga and he looks like your man's
1: teacher. <laughs> you know, like I think deep down maybe you have like a man crush on Alfred and and you would like to maybe... I've
0: never I've never dreamt of Alfred. I'm just trying to pre-program my brain to make sure that that happens.
1: I think you deep down en- envy <laughs> Alfred's wife and you're like, she's such a lucky woman, I wish I could be her, maybe. There's nothing wrong with that, Warren. No, no. Look, I um, like Alfred. I think listen, he's great, man. Listen,
0: if there were any South African comedians that you want to be sleeping with for money, Alfred Adrian is probably <laughs> right up there. <laughs> you want to be the trophy wife of, shall we say, I would say definitely Alfred Adrian. Um, you know, I mean, second only really to Trevor Noah and maybe Skulk Perseid, no? Oh, yeah.
1: Hi, he's, he's married now as well, hey? <laughs> That's right. They've, all got, they've no. all got trophy wives. <laughs> Slash
0: girlfriends. I don't think Trevor's, Trevor's married. Anyway, good. We've totally gone off the, the path. But, Which but is what happens with dreams, doesn't it? That's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's like Alice in Wonderland, isn't it? Yes. Um, Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, that, that was a book all about a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that uh, The Wizard of Oz was all about a dream as well. And that's because the movie made it all about a dream. You know, it made her. Kind yes. of
1: wake up, surrounded by her family. Because the little uh, it starts with a tempest, not a tempest, uh, thing. a tornado, tornado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and then she n- bumps her head. Really, yes. Yeah, so that's that's all. So that's and then all, she enters the dream. That's man. all
0: the movie, and the movie be- makes you believe that that's that's <coughs> it's about a dream. Okay. But in the in the book, it was very much. She it's goes about the house Oz. gets lifted up. It gets oh, taken to this it. world of Oz, and now she's in this world of Oz. Uh, because of the tornado, and then the people making the movie decided. You see, we're always distracted again. The people making the movie decided <laughs> that um, that people wouldn't like fantasy. Oh, so they made it more kind of grounded in dream mm. to try and make it more realistic. But I don't think people really cared. You know? <laughs> Yeah, the other big change they made is they changed silver slippers into ruby slippers. That's a famous one. Because, obviously, they were playing with color. Yes. And ruby slippers. Oh, yes, of course. They look amazing. Oh, you know, they instead do. Of, instead of silver, oh. the ruby slippers would look incredible on the yellow brick road. Yeah, anyway, there you are. So,
1: are we going to start this thing? Let's right? do I think, it. I think let's do it. Jump do, do, you into do you want to go it. first? We, go first? Are we, I think we're both going to start with something sort of semi-scientific a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to start with Freud. Uh, love him. And... His, uh, his methodology, um, what he did was he advanced the idea that an analyst can differentiate between manifest content and latent content of a dream. So the manifest content, that that's like, so if you had a dream, like, man, I walked to the bar and there was this fish and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and it was dead, but I was trying to help it, but I couldn't. And then... My mom, who was the mayor of this town in in the Wild West, she was like, no, we're not killing the fish at noon today. And that's what you're saying. Mm. But that's the manifest content. But behind all of that is what he calls the latent uh, content. The manifest refers to the remembered narrative that plays out in the dream itself. The latent content refers to the underlying meaning of the dream. Uh, During sleep, the unconscious, there's two things here condenses uh, and displaces. And I'll get into that a bit later. But my fact here is that he believed that dreams are so awesome for psychoanalysis, even catharsis. But his philosophy was, or his methodology was, if you told him a dream, he would need five sessions of about an hour-long uh, with you to explain what the dream meant for you in your life, and that is my fact. Yeah, this has become really popular with people on Instagram and and on YouTube and whatever. Yeah. And there's
0: there's hundreds of books about analysing your dreams and the symbolism of each thing that appears in your dreams. And you know, is clouds mean this and and fish mean this and your teeth falling out means that and uh, all these different things and. Um, it all started, yeah, with Freud and his his belief that yeah. there's some sort of psycho psycho. I mean, how long it would say he, he'd say it would take him to analyze your dream deeply and properly? Probably has more to do with the bill than, <laughs> than, than anything else. But but if he, did he honestly? He said you, so. Your fact is that he that said that it would Take him at least five sessions, or it would take him five sessions. Uh, at least five sessions. Oh, I yeah. see mm. per dream. Mm. Yes, guy like was milking it. <laughs> I mean, you've got to make the cocaine money from somewhere, right?
1: W- wasn't he also the one who said like uh, that? The, com- the, the, you know, when all is said and done, the the human being is so complex that if you spent a lifetime with one human, you'd only barely scratch the surface, or something like that. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if I don't said think that. we're that complex. No, mm.
0: no, I think we're we're confusingly direct. <laughs> Um, I think most of it is Very. just this extra rubbish. Um, I mean, I mean, look. So you think about how we how we evolved as a species. You know, mm-hmm. all the species started, as I say, with that core of your brain, which is your emotional, primitive flight or fl- you know, fight or flight reaction. Mm-hmm. And then slowly layers start developing over the brain that add more and more and more. Now we're finally at the at the stage that allows logic and kind of self awareness and. Uh, the, ab- the, the ability to know that there's going to be a future and at some point we're going to die within it and mm. object permanence and all these kind of things. But, you know, there wasn't a plan. In. You know, it's like somebody was a... Ta- wasn't, there wasn't a town planner who came together and made this, this machine perfect. Mm. It's like there's a very old machine and then more machine is built on top of that and mm. more machine on top of that. And it's like there's a city here and then a c- another city was built on top of it and another city and another city and another city. And... Uh, how those all connect and interact with each other is a bit of a mess. They don't.
1: Mm. That's a lovely analogy. Yeah. I, so, I think so they call it bricolage. Like if you go to Istanbul, then you say, Oh, that building is from the Byzantine, but that one's the Roman and this is the Ottoman. And then Right. But it, and it's all but but it's the you know, it's all just on top of, on top of, on top exactly, of. And exactly. sometimes things can And that's that's how through. I think of
0: our brain. So I don't I don't know whether we're complex or just misfiring. I don't know whether it's just miscommunication between the different parts of the brain because they weren't weren't originally planned to have other layers on top of them. Mm. Um, But yeah, sure, five sessions, why not?
1: Well, uh, he was somewhat different uh, to everybody else. Uh, Everybody else thought that it takes very, very long. His one was my presumption is that dreams can be interpreted at once. You tell the dream, he tells you what it means, boom, finished. (laughs) That was that was Sigmund. Wow! So he wasn't after the cocaine money. Maybe he was just pompous. Yeah. So I mean, I've had a few strange dreams. Like uh, the the one which was um, last night. I had a dream which I can remember. But about three nights ago, there was a dream about a, a snake, a cobra. And s- for me, snakes are fear, definitely. But as I'm getting, I'm growing older now and I'm, I'm less scared of snakes because uh-huh. I'm a big boy now. And um, I'm also able to appreciate the beauty, especially of a cobra and all that stuff. So in this, the, the first dream, this cobra was very pretty, but there was like emeralds and rubies and it's very attractiveness in its like thingy and i was i remember going ufa cobra and then i was like oh but i'm not scared Actually, it's beautiful, and so there's this whole. Shit. So you feel it was you overcoming fear, well, rather than
0: just you telling an incredibly boring story. Yeah, Mum. Well, the, I'll tell you about my second <laughs> okay. dream. No, my mom is shit scared of. <laughs> no, I'm, you're gonna,
1: you're gonna love. Also, <laughs> okay. got no point. Absolutely no point I th- whatsoever. I think it's
0: every every person's worst nightmare is to be cornered by somebody who's tw- telling them about their dreams. <laughs> 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 I I, I, love the, it's I'm dreaming first. of a cobra, but
1: the cobra is got Ryan's face, and it's
0: telling me about
1: my, his <laughs> dreams. No, no, I tell you where that came from. It's like my mom's shit scared of snakes. Now, even yeah. when we walk, she's in Melbourne, West Coast, there are apparently snakes. There are because it's on the Facebook group. Which she because <gasps> oh my god, every time there's a snake catch, is going to be called out. Um, and then her friend said she went jogging on the side of uh, the road, the beach road between Melbourne and Blouberg, and then the little cobra came. And she was, oh my God, a snake. This is her friend telling the story. Mm. And then, but the f- friend did say, but I-, I couldn't be, I couldn't help but see how beautiful it was. So then you're like, okay. So I think that's playing into that. But then yesterday, so I watched the show on Netflix about uh, oaks who live to 100. Mm. And the one is uh, they're in Costa Rica and their triple diet is like pumpkin, beans, black beans, and corn. Uh-huh. right and then but they grow their own corn quite, and that's all they eat yeah well that's the staple they grow their own corn and that you know then they grind the corn and then even the corn leaves when they are dried like i was making a fire with it so now i like brying and stuff so i have this dream where i've got this patio and i've got a big house and there's going to be a braai and we're using corn leaves to light the fire because you kind of light the, and then the cornies were black and white. And then suddenly I realized the one was just a camouflaged baby cobra. And it stood up like that. And I was like, oh, my God. And I realized I had no pants on and no shoes. So, so <coughs> when you first started talking about grinding the corn, I was
0: pretty sure you were going to take this in a, I had no pants on and I was grinding my corn, grinding my corn. I'm glad it actually involved a cobra and you had no pants on.
1: Is this a Garden of Eden thing? <laughs> N- I, no. It was a fear thing. It was a scary thing. And then, but because they were baby cobras, but they were camouflaged, It's like, I could have stepped on that. Co- there could be cobras in all of this corn. And the cobra is deceitful because it's trying to camouflage amongst the corn that I'm using to light the braai. And I've got no pants on, or shoes that could bite my legs. So there's um there's a lot going on in that dream. Let me do the Freud thing on myself. <laughs> no, <please> <laughs> no, I'll tell you. I, it's like I'm so snakes. Who's scary? But they could be deceitful people in your life. But suddenly it's like, but they're babies, so they're fragile themselves. But even so, even though they're fragile and they're babies, I got no pants. You know,
0: it's like that. You gotta um, put your pants on and your shoes. You shouldn't have your pants off around children, Ryan. Uh, even in your dreams, but you know that. But this is the very basis for those uh, Rorschach um, images, because a psychologist will hold the Rorschach yeah, image in front of you and say, "What do you see?" And it's more important what you say you see than what you actually see. So you say. You saying something reveals an aspect of your personality. So you analyzing your dream in that particular way sure. is kind of like you looking at it in a Rorschach sort of way. And it reveals more about you and your own beliefs than it does about the actual meaning of the dream or what was going on in your head.
1: Uh, yeah, but isn't that very correct in a Freudian way? Because the, the, one, the one big word that he uses is called... Um, So condensation is combining multiple thoughts or elements into one. Now, there's a lot going on in that dream because I want to have a bri, plus I watch that TV show, plus uh, there's deceitful people in my life, but they're fragile. Okay. Um, But the other word is called not condensation, but displacement, shifting emotional significance from one element to another. So what I do when I analyze my own dreams is, is how did that thing make me feel? Or how did that environment make but, me but feel? You, or when the person you, comes in, how am I comforted or am I uh, insecure or you know?
0: But do you see how that's essentially what I'm saying? It's just how does that make you feel is the quintessential psychologist's question. They, all you're doing is using yes. your dream as a way to analyze your own feelings. You're not, you know, and then you're projecting your feelings onto the dream, your feelings and your beliefs and your everything else onto the dream. You're not, you're not gaining anything from this dream. You could watch. You could watch Netflix the same way and say, "What is What is this show about? This strange goth girl yeah. at the school for outcasts trying to tell me about my life?" And you could you could start over analyzing that.
1: I've I've totally overanalyzed it, and I think I'm I'm correct in doing so because the snake is no longer scary, and I've I've overcome it. But I still have to put my pants. So on. here's what
0: I think your dream is about. It's very particularly a cobra, right, which is Mm. famous for being very thin and then kind of flared at the top, which makes it the most phallic of all snakes. So I think your fear (laughs) is actually of penises and of your own penis. And particularly because it was a baby snake of the size of your tiny little Johnson. (laughs) And your... (laughs) That's what I think it was, Ryan. Well, Freud would not be happy with you, or would he be? I think he, I think he would say exactly what I'm saying, <laughs> because Freud loved a bit of a cock metaphor, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so condescending about the whole concept of, of, of reading dreams, and then I my fact, this is, yes. this is absolute lunacy, right? So I'm just going to start straight up with the fact. So after the Titanic sank, hundreds of people came forward to say that they'd had dreams about it sinking, either while it was happening or before it happened. And my fact is that 19 of those experiences were authenticated.
1: Okay.
0: So um, do you want to know what I mean by yeah, th- authenticated? Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit me with that fact again and then All right, yeah. so, so, so. Okay, so the fact is that after the Titanic sank, yes, yes. hundreds of people came forward to newspapers and yes. things to say that they dreamt about it sinking yes. either while it was happening or yes. before it happened. Okay. And 19 of those experiences were authenticated. Now, a precognitive dream or vision is authenticated officially when a third party can confirm that the dream or vision was written down or relayed in some other way to them. Oh, my. um, Yeah, yeah, upon waking. And the event must play out within within a few weeks. It can't be something that you dreamt about like a year in advance. So it's got to play out almost immediately. So. So, that's that's what's considered an authenticated uh, dream. And I'm saying that 19 dreams about the sinking of the Titanic were authenticated. Oh, wow. So, the person spoke about it before they knew about the sinking, before the sinking actually happened. Yeah. They told
1: somebody else who then recorded it all. I'm happy to say it's, it's true because, look… Uh, if you think of time forward and backwards um, sort of s- pseudo-sci-fi mumbo-jumbo as being pseudo-sci-fi mumbo-jumbo, then yes. Uh, then how do you explain it? I, I would say that there's, there was a lot of talk about this this ship, and I think there was a lot of talk about it being unsinkable. So while you're on this great big vessel, maybe it's people's first time on a bi- great big ship, Absolutely, you're going so to that, that's that's have dreams. So that's actually one of the uh,
0: the big urban myths that's been refuted was that the White Star Line called it unsinkable. Ah. They, they never did. It <clears> only became the unsinkable Titanic after, after it had already sunk. You know? So that became part of its mythos only later. But it even in
1: the movie, the bugger, the bugger there, there is like not even God can sink the ship. Then he's like, it's made of steel. Yeah. I assure you it'll sink or something. Uh, or iron. Um, well... I still, th- I still think it, it was definitely a significant. It was definitely a significant voyage, of big size, such that um, the people were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: so people were definitely talking about it a lot. They were. It was in the news. The launch of the
1: Titanic was a big occasion. Ah, in its uh, name, uh, even yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, dreaming about it, doing things, yeah, authenticated nineteen. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to say it's true. So it is true. and wow. I, th- I,
0: think the reason, I think the reason for that, though, is, is more human nature, as you say. People talk about it a lot, that mm-hmm. it's this giant ship, and then so many people are talking about it, and it's such a big news of the world type thing. So many people are going to dream about it, and then they're going to talk about it. But it gets even looser than that, because people didn't necessarily have to say, oh, it was going to be the Titanic that sank. They could just say, oh, I had this dream that you know a ship was sinking. Um, there's an interview on YouTube with a woman by the name of Eva Hart. She died in '96, but she was seven and on the on the Titanic. And she said that they were originally supposed to go on a different boat. I think it's the Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. um, and they got their tickets got transferred to the Titanic. And uh, her dad was really excited about it because the Titanic was such a big deal. But her mom immediately said, "No, no, no! Something terrible is going to happen." You know, I've dreamed something terrible's gonna to happen to the ship. We mustn't we mustn't go on the ship. I have this terrible feeling. So she's one of the authenticated um, cases because she's prepared to relay an experience that her mother told her. And eventually, because her mother was such a grounded logical person, they managed to persuade her to get on the on the ship. And in the end, Eva and her mother survived and the dad died. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's a bunch of them, you know. Um, a guy by the name of uh Jay Conan Middleton he was a, a businessman. He had um disturbing dreams for the whole week leading up to up to the departure of the Titanic. And he had his business bought him tickets on the Titanic and he was like, Oh, he was gonna go because it was such an important business trip. And then at the la- but he he was really unhappy about it. He was telling a lot of people, Oh, you know, I feel really uncomfortable about this, it's not good. And then the business cancelled his need to be there for this meeting, so they cancelled the whole trip and then the Titanic sang. So he's another one. Uh, who told his story? But there's, as I say, 19 of them. 19 recorded people who who told other people, and that doesn't even include the people who, you know, there was a, a woman very famously on, I think, Ireland. Uh, she and her family were standing on the cliffs mm-hmm. to to see the Titanic uh, oh. pass by, or, or head out to Atlantic, and apparently she absolutely had a meltdown, saying that they're all going to die. Those people are all dead. Jeez. is going to sink. Yeah. So I don't even think it includes those sorts of. This is specifically dreams. Like a dreams. premonition thing. Yeah, this is specifically dreams. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, I don't believe in mm. recognition, but, mm. you know, you get enough people together. There's eight billion of us in the world. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, some of us will have dreamt about almost ultimately everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we don't know enough about the mysterious unknowns of the invisible world if like thoughts can... No, we okay. know that ladies who oh, all... No. You know, live together on the moon <laughs> and stuff. Isn't that a bit of a mystery?
0: No. No, Not I don't th- I don't think it is. I think it's a very primitive kind of evolutionary thing. Um
1: The lunar thing. Is it yeah. it's moon related though, hey? The the the, 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 the period cycle, right? Yes. Is that what you you what you're yes, refusing so to say because it's a dirty word in the Bible? Mm.
0: Um, <laughs> did you ever read that book about that guy who um he he spent a year living by all of the rules in the Bible? And he said one of the hardest things to live by was the law that you may not sit on a seat after a woman who is having a period has sat on it. So he had to be like, oh, sorry, I am <laughs> oh, on you, the bus. Are you on your <laughs> <period? 'Cause laughs> I can't <laughs> sit here. <laughs> so unless he was yeah, 100% certain he could sit on a seat. then he. You know? Unclean. Eh? But yeah, so that's, that's the old Bible for you. And I think that's why you're going there. Um, but there's no mystical spiritual world that leads to the periods sinking up, right? That's not mystical and spiritual and it's not mystical and spiritual that we're dreaming about the future. It's just as you so rightly said, when people are talking about it, I bet you now loads of South Africans are dreaming about South Africa winning the Rugby World Cup, getting knocked out of the World Cup in the first I round, know, you know, making it to the quarter final and losing yeah. to Fiji or something, you know, like, I mean, it's I can guarantee you that
1: that's a nightmare.
0: Yeah, and enough of them are talking to their friends, yes, sis, Last night, man, ah, it's cock. I dreamt we lose this game against Scotland on Sunday, and then we go out of the World Cup in the groups. Deaths. And then, if that happens, that person will go. You know, you know, Darby. Yeah. Darby told me he dreamt this, yeah. and then that becomes an authenticated.
1: <laughs> I mean, pre- I, precognitive dream. Yeah, I've taken a cruise ship a few times, and and um, I'm sure, I'm sure, if you have a few beers and then you go to bed, and it's all like, oh, hey, this is weird. Um, that that night you go to sleep, you don't even remember what you dreamt often, but I'm sure one of the dreams is, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, are we thinking Titanic vibes? You'll just have – you'll have watched a movie and then you're
0: like, oh, fuck. I don't think a ship si- the size of a city rocks in the waves, though.
1: <laughs> Does, uh, <yeah. laughs> Does it? Yeah, a little bit. They've got the stabilizers and all okay. that stuff and uh, – but oh, yeah. a, a When it's when, it's, when it's heavy going, it is, uh, well, it's lovely. Oh. It's this vibe. It's like riding a camel. Well, very famously,
0: the Titanic, the sea was very calm. Yeah. In fact, it's one of the things the survivors got so angry about sad. and why they say it's the, the lifeboats are exclusively to blame because they would have had two and a half hours to get mm. everybody off the ship, which is plenty of time if you've got the right number of lifeboats.
1: Oh dear. So
0: famously calm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 my turn. And you know, we spoke about uh, biblical things and, uh, oh, of course, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And his amazing, oh, technicolored, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joseph. yes, yeah. yes. So, so off the top of your head, can you remember any of the famous dreams that he had to interpret? Because his thing was interpreting something dreams. about seven years of drought and seven years of, ah, that's yeah, that's very good. Whose dream was that? That was. Was Pharaoh's dream? Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. So, I, from what I can remember, off the top of my head, it was. Um, I think what pissed his brothers off and made them sell him into slavery was there was there was twelve corns and then there was one corn and then the twelve corns went to uh, to bow down and worship the one corn. It's like, oh, Dad. I think that was his dad's dream. I said, I know what that means. My brothers are going to have to bow down and worship me one day. And they're <laughs> like, you little conceited prick. <laughs> we're gonna sell you into slavery now. I mean it's quite an extreme overreaction.
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> like like at no stage when I was interpreting your dream did you did it even cross your mind to sell me into slavery?
1: <laughs> <laughs> even though I was being and let's yeah, be honest yeah, quite rude. Yeah, you were saying out a small winky <laughs> yeah. and so you know, slavery, okay. Yeah. I'll think about it. Park that thought. We'll see how we can get Warren <laughs> sold into into slavery. That's that's good. And then um uh, the the one you mentioned I think was was when he was in jail and then he got uh, someone said oh that I can tell a, yeah I know oak can uh, interpret dreams and then he interpreted Fairy's yeah. dream uh, but the reason they knew that was because in jail he interpreted two dreams of fellow prisoners and the one was the cup bearer and the one was the baker and uh, I'd like to hone in on that baker's dream because the ba- so he tells the the, the cupbearer tells his dream, he's like, I hey, don't worry, nah. it's all going to be groovy. And the baker goes, okay, here's my dream. Um, I'm walking with a basket of loaves on my head. And um, then birds came, descended on the basket, began eating the loaves. And uh, what do you think my dream means? And he said, well, in three days, you're going to be released from here. And Pharaoh is going to put you in your position and after that, you're going to become the sort of commissioner of the food stockpiles in Egypt and governor of the food supplies in Egypt. And that was the meaning sounds of like that dream. Was,
0: sounds like he was telling people what they wanted to hear. Because I'm pretty sure most most prison dreams go along the lines of, Hey, Joseph, a hey, 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 pretty boy. A <laughs> hey, pretty boy. I had a dream last night in which you were completely naked and your asshole was hanging <laughs> open. Like a thirsty dog. <laughs> what do you think that means, Joseph? And he went, "Oh, I think it means you're gonna. <laughs> that if you don't rape anyone here, you're gonna you're gonna go free, and uh, and you're gonna have twelve wives." <laughs> oh, Joseph! I think, I think that's I what he was it's doing. A yeah. dream. I think you're gonna, Thank yeah. you get it, yeah, Joseph. I think uh, history has misrecorded the kind of dreams that
1: these guys are having. So that is, but that is a fact according to Genesis chapter 40. That's what Joseph told um, the the baker that his interpretation was.
0: No, obviously that's not. So the fact is, that can't be it. The it's fact actual is, fact. yeah, so
1: okay, well, the fact is the dream was um, I was carrying a basket oh, of, loaves. yeah, and then the birds came and um, started eating the bread. It's like, ah, well, that's blessing because of the God of, I forget. Mm-hmm. Well, it's obviously that's the meaning. And then. You're going to be set free and restored into your position in three days' time, and then uh, you're going to be made the no, governor of the of food those, supplies none of... those, those, of, those uh, make any just, sense.
0: I seem to record Joseph's uh, analysis making some kind of sense. You know, like, oh, you're going to be set free in 12 days. And then, you know, or, you know, like I, I imagine there would have been some sort of real interpretive kind of thing rather than just some random... Oh, um, yeah, uh, you're going to get super rich mm-hmm. if you don't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so is my fact uh, true or false?
0: No, your, your fact is a lie. He didn't say that was the interpretation. He said a different thing was the interpretation. Is it? Like so
1: what? What would it be? Like that
0: um, you're going to own okay, 12, 12 bakeries. You're going to own 12 bakeries, but the people of the city are going to come and, and steal all the... The bread. I don't know. Christ. You know, like that sort of That's thing. Beautiful. That makes a lot more sense.
1: Well, you are right. I'm telling a lie, even though it's a biblical lie. Um, <gasps> if it went for some of my weird facts from the Bible, you'd, you'd never get. <laughs> the scripture's in your life, Warren. <laughs> it's so true. verse 9, ch- chapter 40, uh, this is a dream about the cupbearer. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. He said, in my dream, I saw a vine in front of me. And so on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes and squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup and put the cup in his hand. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will See. lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cup bearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. And yeah, hey, maybe tell Pharaoh about <laughs> yeah. me. Hey? All right, then when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable Favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket, were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. <sighs> this is what it means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. <laughs> Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body on a pole and the birds will eat away your flesh.
0: Wow. Oh, he wasn't,
1: he wasn't <laughs> sugarcoating that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't sugarcoating that at all.
1: <laughs> but it's
0: interesting that he's the one that introduced the whole concept of being impaled on a pole. eh? <laughs> no.
1: well, guess, guess I'd read that whole situation wrong. Guess Joseph was mm. the hard man of the prison. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that's such a like yikes um, flip. And yeah. then as the story and carries this happened on. happened to both of them yes and then the story and that's what happened and then the cupbearer forgot because hey I, I forgot my mates and then suddenly two years later while Joseph still forgot, I should have seen I should have this one coming day <laughs> 1050 and then he's like the like I had a dream last night then he's like fuck there's an oak <laughs> shit I forgot I've been bearing your cup and I've been sampling it before I give it to you. Right. And then Joseph went and then you know, interpreted the Pharaoh's dream, which saved him money and all that stuff. Lovely. Dreams? Mm-hmm. Lovely.
0: Okay, all right. I wanna, I'm going to totally change the topic because I need something a little lighter after that heavy biblical oh, uh, story. Oh. Have you heard of a band called The Cranberries? Yeah. Uh, the Cranberries uh, had a song called Dreams. It was, in ah. fact, the very first song. Uh, that the band released back in 1992. It's extraordinary. Um, I love it. Yeah, and it didn't get it didn't get a lot of traction initially. They released it as a single, and people didn't really listen to it very much. But uh, when the album, it's on, everybody else is doing it, so why can't we went out. Mm-hmm. It had another song on it called Linger that was an yes. absolute like, smash hit, yes. which then reattracted people to Dreams, and Dreams has subsequently become one of their biggest, biggest yes. hits of all time. Anyway, uh, here is my fact. That song, Dolores was Dolores O'Riordan, the mm-hmm, lead singer. Mm-hmm, she wrote mm-hmm. it. She was just uh, twenty years old. She was a young, innocent girl, and she was in love for the very first time. And so she decided to write about that feeling. And that's what dreams is all about. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's about it's about the way that, that love transforms us. Uh, and and my fact, my f- additional fact on that, is that uh, the boyfriend she's writing about uh, actually sings in the
1: song. Wow! Nice fact. Oh, I love that song. It's got a very, very magical quality, the whole song. It's uh, It gets into your heart and stays there forever, man. There's a very silly scene in um, the third Karate Kid, which, is, which has got um, the girl. It's got Mr. Miyagi, but then there's a girl. Uh, her name is... Uh, do you, know, do you know the female... I mean, I know the movie. I don't, yeah, I don't know film. her name. I can't she, remember man, her name. She's an Oscar winner. And oh, it's probably the one, the one who knew. did... Uh, Hilary Swank. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. She's a probably teenager. Probably did the
0: millionaire baby one.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It is Hilary yeah. Swank. So she's a teenager and she's learning karate from Mr. Miyagi. And he takes her away to a Buddhist monastery for a bit. And... They do some stand-on-the-balance-on-the-rock things and all that stuff. But she's got a radio, and she's got that song Dreams by Cranberries. And toward the end, the Buddhist monks do a little – because they're they encouraging her to embrace their ways. And by doing that, they embrace her ways by doing a little dance to <laughs> Dreams by <laughs> Cranberries. It's a rather odd scene. I mean, it's very 90s, but, isn't
0: it? I mean, it's really yeah. left behind
1: the whole Karate Kid 1980s – ethos no. really um i would uh so your so your added fact is part of your fact it's are my you fact.
0: all of that is all of that is my fact
1: yeah um it's such a beautiful song she's got such an ex- in incredible voice um i didn't know that it's about falling in love but it could be i'm happy to say that that's true Oh, there is a guy singing at the end. I was going to say, no, you're wrong. There's no guy. At the end, the vocals go almost, um, if I can say, is Native American still a politically correct word? Yeah. It goes a bit Native American at the end. Uh, So there is a guy. Is it the boy she was in love with? Wow. It's so authentically, it sounds so authentically Native American that I don't, mind you, you know, the deep Irish Celtic vibe has like very tribal type expressions as well so maybe it's not even native american maybe it's like just celtic tribal oh this is a tough one and it's a beautiful one what am i gonna say i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's true i'm gonna say it's true it's a lovely fact i'm gonna say it's true.
0: I'm going to give it to you because not only did you, did you get it right, you actually isolated who he was on the song as well. Yes. So, so congratulations. Oh, uh, yeah, his, name was, his name was Mike Mahoney. Uh, oh. so all of that's true. Yeah. That's it, fantastic. It different. is a
1: beautiful song. I'm sure our listeners are very familiar with that song. It if is they not, super they've
0: got YouTube right there.
1: It is super beautiful. Um, it is docu- my turn. Okay, we're going to jump after Joseph. Okay. Not in the Bible anymore, but with who? With who? My favorite guy in history, <laughs> Alexander great, the yeah, Great. Yeah, it's Alex. Yeah. No, before Listen,
0: the <laughs> people are going to learn so much about the Bible and Alexander the Great from this podcast.
1: Before the this is um, documented by at least two historians uh, of the time that before his battle with the with the Persians, uh, uh, Issus. Isis this is one of the big battles. I don't think it was the first one that was a kind of a valley. I think it was the flat plains, the one that's in the movie where he goes around like, yeah, does the he does the Zulu horn thing okay. except on chariots. I'm, I'm just talking shit. Uh, but he does, he does the Zulu thing. Um, but before that battle, the night before, he had a dream in which uh, Achilles appeared to him uh, and he saw that as a Symbol that, or a sign that they're going to win the battle, that is my fact, and it's documented by two historians. Achilles, a dream to m- a Why would p- a guy t-
0: who is very famously slewn in battle for his weakness uh, be a symbol that you're going to win? That's an interesting one, isn't it? Well, in the movie, in the
1: movie, it was just what was his heel. Hey, in the movie. Is the, is, the mo- is the movie accurate to. I've read half of. Are you
0: saying in the movie this
1: happens? No, in the movie of Troy now, because you're talking okay. Achilles. Achilles, oh, okay. he was shot by Paris with the arrow. That's right. In the, that was a cute, cute thing. You shot him. He shot him in the heel with his arrow. I don't know if that's true to the book. I've actually read half of the Iliad. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm no, no, that, that is, that's
0: true to the book does he yeah. get shot by Paris yeah so Achilles is a very famous loser <laughs> 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 like, I don't know why you dream about him and then expect that that means you're gonna win <laughs> you know I mean he was a big hero he was basically allegedly invincible right his mom picked him up by his Achilles heel and then dipped him in the river Styx. there's some people that say that that's a misinterpretation that it doesn't actually mean his his heel heel like his what we take to mean the heel now uh, there's people who say there's it's a different part of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the back of the neck. Um, but but yeah, you famously he gets slaughtered because of that weakness. So I don't think I think Alexander the Great would know his his mythology, and I don't think he would he would view Achilles as being some kind of hero. I think it's somebody else. I think he did have his dream, but I think he dreamt about somebody else, right? And you're ryaning this.
1: Yeah, I think I think in the movie one of the, the omens he has is a kind of an eagle flying ahead of the the Greek the Macedonian army, and so he thinks that's a good omen. Plus, when he went to the Oracle of Delphi, in, mm-hmm. is that in Africa? It's actually in Egypt, eh? Hey? No, it's in, that's Athens. in, that's it's in Greece. Athens. It's in Greece. No, there was another no, not famous. Not I think it's north of Athens. There was another famous um, oracle that he that he went to after he conquered Egypt, and uh, there was either snakes or eagles it's leading the way documented by historians crazy but the fact is true according to plutarch and arian um it goes it, yeah uh, alexander experienced a significant dream on the night before the battle in the dream alexander saw a statue of the greek hero achilles who was his role model and a symbol of heroism and valor achilles appeared to him and told him that everything would turn out well in the upcoming battle against the persian king darius the the dream boosted Alexander's confidence (laughs) and he interpreted it as a positive omen. Um, Yeah, so that's jolly interesting. Maybe it's about whether
0: he interpreted it as a positive omen or he dreamt it and then decided to choose to tell people it was a positive omen because he was going to war anyway and he might as well use it to boost morale, I suppose.
1: Yeah. uh, (laughs) You know, there's like like four accounts of Alexander's life written around the time of, of Alexander and some of them before that major battle the one thing he did was he had a great big feast for his soldiers made sure they ate enough lots of protein hey <laughs> the protein shake in there and then he sent them off to bed quite early and he sat just with a priest dedicated to the god of one of the things I'm not sure which god but it was that god he specifically chose a god for the blessing sat with the priest until well into the earliest hours of the morning and so are a very kind of very kind of you know uh, believer in the kind of guidance of the gods and the ancestors he um, had the Iliad under his pillow for most of his life it was his sacred text crazy
0: okay yeah so I mean he didn't uh, he, he didn't spend that time after sending all his soldiers to bed wandering up and down going oh, oh shut up <laughs> <Like> shut up <laughs> go to sleep <laughs> turn off your torches <laughs> turn off your t- turn Stop reading in bed. <laughs> get your hand <laughs> <head> away. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oaks, I swear it's a big game tomorrow. Go to sleep. <laughs>
1: I'm not losing to those Persians because some oaks are messing around Fucking here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so you didn't do that. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, oh. yeah, he did dream about Achilles though, but he didn't do it. walk up and down like the oaks at Potch Boys. <laughs> okay,
0: good. <laughs> anyway, um, my, my next fact, here's my fact. Uh, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I'm just going to tell you the fact. And you can, you can work, out, work out whether it's true or not later. Um, an artist by the name of Lee Hadwin has become famous because uh, he does all of his paintings while he is uh, sleepwalking. And th- an important part is that while he's awake, he can't paint at all.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. why He's oh, only? He's talking absolute cuck.
1: What? <laughs> this is great. Is this not your supposed to be your multiple choice? But No, that's
0: fine. no, no, no. This is my last fact. And then uh, we Who
1: started? You, I've got... You. Did I start? Yeah. Oh, that's why it's your last <laughs> fact. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is... Okay, Lee Hadwin, he he only does art when he's sleepwalking. Yeah. yeah. And when he's awake, he can't do his art. Mm.
0: No, he's not... He's, <laughs> not he's, he's not an artist. He... Uh, he said um he said he used to get D's for art at school. Can't really draw. If if what you're
1: saying is true, it's very, very scary. <laughs> it's flippin' scary, bro. Yeah. You're talking like what's that movie? Stigmata <laughs> Fucking poltergeist. make me shit myself, bro. Um What era did he live in the sack? He's still alive.
0: Oh still alive, still making sleepwalking art
1: i'm on my tiktok i got old uh, bob ross he's oh, coming yeah. up a lot because it's semi asmr you know and he's like, he's like. <laughs> okay and he, and he just loves nature and and painting okay we're gonna take our little knife here a uh, bit of Van Dyke brown with some topaz blue. Nice thick roll. And then it's like, as he knocks it on the palette. we're going to make these lovely little trees here. and some g- Give the tree some friends here. Big old tree there with a mountain. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, fucking. <laughs> <God. Yeah." laughs> Help <hope> you to <laughs> sleep. <laughs> like, and that was putting me to sleep. I'm glad you moved away nice. from
0: the 17-year-old Russian girls and you're
1: watching uh, Bob Ross. I didn't say I've moved away like like from <laughs> them. <They laughs> all, it's it's all one. It's all the <laughs> yeah, same. They're okay. like... He likes he likes the ASMR Russians. Let's give him Bob Ross. He likes that he's not a total pervert. <laughs> Maybe it is. Or, or, or
0: here's an alternate theory. He's a next level pervert. He's kind of that's like saying oh look he likes videos about feet.
1: It's not just about uh, vaginas. <laughs> no, it's it's next level perversion. My question about Bob Ross is if he's such a good artist, why didn't doesn't he do something about his hair?
0: What? No, he's a world-famous artist. He doesn't have time for that. Bob Ross. Klimt used to have cats wandering around his studio and pissing on all his stuff. He didn't, he didn't care. The true greats, the tr- true geniuses. Don't men, have scissors. All they, care about, all they care about is their art. They don't have a pair of That's scissors. Right, all they care about is their art. It's the, 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 to, to the detriment of their hygiene, to the detriment of everything else. <laughs> it's just about,
1: just about his lovely little trees. Can I quiz you about Lee Harvey? Lee, okay.
0: Lee Hadwin. Yeah, yeah you is, what does he do?
1: What is he? Does he have a job? Do you know? Are you allowed Not to tell anymore? me that? He
0: doesn't have a job anymore because he sells his paintings for great deals of money. This sucks a con artist. <laughs> Never mind artist. Man, this is no, bullshit. I'm, I'm, saying Does he he, I'm saying that this is true. That, this is, that he, he, he can't paint during the day that he paints his paintings at night while he's sleepwalking. That's what I'm saying. It's I'm saying it's uh, true. It's right? I'm not saying it's a con or okay. a, a scam. I'm saying this is true.
1: It's fine. I'm going gonna, gonna to cut the crap. I'm just going to get straight to it. This is absolute bollocks. It's a lie. It's not. It's true. No.
0: And in fact, and this is, this is one of those interesting things. He's been filmed making art in his sleep numerous mm-hmm. times. He's undergone several sleep uh, studies. Like the BBC have done a documentary on him. He's a hundred percent legit. It started when he was four years old. He used to wake up and scribble on his on his uh, bedroom walls. And for years it was just scribbles and scribbles and scribbles. And then at the age of fifteen he woke up one morning and he'd drawn three recognizable portraits of Marilyn Monroe. And he couldn't like he can't he can't draw <coughs> Marilyn Monroe by day. And mm-hmm. uh it's it's not something he can he can plan or he can make himself do. It's a thing that happens kind of erratically. Like sometimes he'll paint three things in a week, and sometimes he he won't paint for months. There was a period in his early twenties where he didn't paint for years. But he says that if you watch his paintings as he gets older, he gets better and better and better, and you can see him going through different phases and different styles and different. You know, th- over these years he did this kind of thing with the art, and this these kind of years he did these um and yeah he's he's had a um a number of gallery shows where he's where he's hung his art and his art has sold for as much as 10,000 dollars a painting you know which is 200,000 rand now so
1: so it's legit it's, it's insane 100%, yeah 100% true that's absolutely mad it's it's frightening i think yeah. it's pretty frightening look uh, you know i'd wanna know so mm-hmm. so if he's using whatever materials he's using he obviously has them sort of he knows where they are, they're there,
0: so he yeah, what well, eventually what he took to doing was actually setting up painting <laughs> stuff near his bed for him to use so that he wouldn't land up painting the walls or trashing things. he says he says he's woken up and he's actually carved things into the wooden floors of his house before. So his how the art comes out is is not up to
1: him. It's <laughs> you know? Super frightening. Yeah, yeah.
0: You wouldn't you wouldn't carve your <laughs> wooden floor if you were given a first choice.
1: And you don't know anything about like this phenomenon of sleepwalking. We haven't even gone there today, but I'm so mean, what they think. So pretty because scary. Remember,
0: remember at the beginning, I was saying that um, there's certain parts of your brain are alert and certain parts are asleep. So that limbic system, the hippocampus and the fornix, it's this little tangle of of brain, right, 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 in the middle of your brain that. Really, it's our most it's part of our most primitive brain. Yes. so it controls fight or flight. so it does have mm. a limited control over over movement. So they think that with mm-hmm. him, with sleepwalkers in general, that there's some kind of disconnect. Okay. That, that part of the brain has got control over your movement to enough of a degree to get you up and walking around, or, in this case, to get him up and painting. So there you are
1: wow that is absolutely frightening absolutely frightening to add uh, to me it's just it's a bit scary i'd like to know what i would are. like to have a talent like that imagine well i imagine you can go to sleep and you've got some deadlines you've got to write a blog yeah. or some emails subject line selling your product and you wake up and it's done beautifully.
0: Maybe that's what happened with the cobbler and the gnomes. You know, those little pixies that need to come in. Yeah, the and and elf and the shoemaker. Yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. what was happening. He was cobbler waking up in the, the night and doing all his own shoes and the elves are just taking a cut. <laughs> hey, we, we've been doing them. <laughs> give,
1: give us, give us. Man, uh, this has been such a fun episode and it's multiple choice time. It and, is. And uh, you had a crack at songs and I'm obviously there's beautiful tons of beautiful songs with um the word dream in them and so one of these uh statements is not true i'm going to give you four songs going to give you the artist the title and the decade and one of them is uh got an untrue wisdom within there Right, so let's start. And I love these. So, so one of those three facts is going to be wrong about one of the songs. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Thanks, Ryan. You just make the multiple choice of one in 12, <laughs> why don't we? Thank you.
1: <laughs> all right. So, and the, these are amongst my favorite songs of all time. Okay. So we'll start in the. We'll go in chronological order. I'll do you a favor. Start in the 50s, The Everly Brothers. All I Have to Do Is Dream. So I'm saying there was a song by the Everly Brothers called All I Have to Do Is Dream. and It was in the 50s. Do you, remember, do, do you know that? Does that ring a bell? Dream. Yeah. I was dream, 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 dream. whenever I when want to. Want you. All, All I have to right. do. We could be like the Everly we should <laughs> do a. We should go to the Barnyard Theatres, Warren and Ryan, doing oh, Everly Oh, listen. Everly we can definitely get in a barnyard
0: with that shit. Like I've seen some things at the Barnyard Theatres that makes you want to. <laughs> pull your eyes out <laughs> Any, Okay.
1: <laughs> so there was that then in the 60s there was the mamas and the papas with dream a little dream of me sun shining bright above you night breeze seem to whisper i love you does it know it birds Suns singing in, singing in, in the, the sycamore, sycamore tree right dream a little dream of then in the 80s uh, OMD, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark uh, with a song called Dreamin'. I was only dreaming. I was only trying to catch your heart. I was only wishing you could notice me. There's that. And then in the 90s, we had Mariah Carey with Dream Lover. Dream Lover, come rescue me. And these are all me. your favorite songs. I love right? them. Love love Mariah. <laughs> love Little little secret about Ryan you might not have known. Love Mariah. Love Mariah.
0: Is it because her name is almost Mariah? <laughs> 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 so narcissistic. Mariah. <laughs> so narcissistic. Um, mm. I don't know, Ryan. I A- don't know. I mean, I brothers, don't. I know Mamas all of the, the songs. I know all of the songs.
1: I don't know. I've got to pick one that's not true, though. Ooh. Eighties OMD, dreaming. Nineties yeah, yeah, Dream Lover Mariah. Sixties Mamas and the Papas dream a little dream of me 50s Everly Brothers all I have to do is dream ding, ding, ding. so the mamas and
0: the papas that I know um, obviously they've got other famous oh they
1: do they've got another one that's dreaming in eh? California dreaming yeah so that's the one I know all the leaves are all the leaves are brown <laughs> Right, so, like with young people, what I like to do to
0: irritate them is I. But say. that's but that's why because they've got the, sorry they've got the other song. is why I think that's where you've made your lies. But uh, yeah, with young people you like to. Yeah, you know, I like
1: to say say all the leaves are brown, and then they go all the leaves, are, and as they get to all the leaves, are, all the leaves <laughs> are brown. Then they just look at me like. <laughs>
0: What is wrong with you? And you're yeah. just doing this to people in the street?
1: Uh, young people, <laughs> young yeah, people young in people the street, like 15 year olds. Cause it's, but it's a way of educating them. It's, just, it's nice in Gordon's baby. <laughs> <laughs> Say all the leaves are brown. All the leaves are all the leaves are brown. And I uh,
0: I'm surprised your children still talk to you. Right? <laughs> Sometimes they <really> do. So, <laughs> Sometimes they do. Sometimes they. That's nice. Yeah. I'm glad. It's. Yeah. I think we'd all understand if they stopped speaking. <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's the mamas and the papas that's who you're lying about i I literally don't know i'm I'm taking
1: a stab in the dark you're a bugger you nailed it Mm. here's the lie it's uh, Mama Cass by herself. I see. It wasn't no. With the you mamas so you you
0: even just so one in twelve wasn't good enough for yeah. you. I had to recognize this tiny yeah. insignificant little like.
1: Yeah, it wasn't the mamas and the pappas. It was Mama Cass all by herself. It wasn't a mamas and the pappas song, but she was the famous Mama Cass from Mamas and the Pappas. She had her own talk show huh. and music show. Yeah, huh. yeah.
0: I'm I'm picking up for my multiple choice on something that you. Introduced in a previous, uh, in fact, I think it was in the chemistry podcast. Ooh. Uh, you said that Dmitri Mendeleev, yes, uh, he dreamt the periodic table of the elements. Yes, and that was and true, it, right? Yeah, yeah. True. It turns yes, out to yes. be true. Yeah. So what I decided to do is I decided to look into what else Ooh. have people dreamt. Oh what my. other great things have people dreamt into existence? And it turns out there's a lot. Shucks. And I'm going to give you just four, not twelve options. <laughs> Just four, <laughs> not bitter at all. I'm gonna give you four options, and you have to try and spot one of these things. One of them is not. Uh, one of them was not dreamt into being. Okay. The other three were. All right, all right. So number one, the Beatles, yesterday. Good. Two, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Three, Albert Einstein's Theory of Relativity. <laughs> and four, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein.
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Oh, I love those. Gee whiz. All right, so we got um, Yesterday by the Beatles, The Nightmare Before Christmas by Tim Burton, uh, Einstein's Theory of Relativity. Yep. And uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, and three of them come from dreams. I somehow recall yesterday being something that Paul maybe dreamt up. Um, the and, and I can imagine that that he did see some weird visions and thought, "Fuck, that's how light moves," and you know, that's the I can really, that's all fucking spatial. And it's like in his brain, he was going there and became a particle and saw shit from a different. You know, yeah. I can imagine that that's that's what happened. Um, I also think that Mary Shelley's Frankenstein must have been from a weird nightmare. Um, I just don't know enough about Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it claymation yes. or is it is it? Hey, yeah, that yeah, rings it's a, clay, a yeah, It's a claymation. It's kind of like a, a Halloweeny type. Yes. Yeah, you know, undeady type. Uh, yeah. yeah, Christmas. See, I, I just. Uh, It it might be true, but that's the one I'm going to have to go with. I do recall yesterday being something like that. And the other three, I can kind of sense it. I can, can feel it being a type of dream, sure. But maybe not Tim Burton's. Even though it's called Nightmare Before Christmas, that's my answer. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas was not dreamt up in a dream. All right. Well, let me let me cancel some of the ones that, that right.
0: definitely are. You're right. Je- yesterday by the Beatles, uh, Paul McCartney. He woke up with the melody fully formed oh, wow. uh, for yesterday, which is very nice. You know, Jeez. I mean, wonderful. I would like to wake up with a melody <laughs> for a legendary song <laughs> just in my head, please. Um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So this is interesting. She she kind of got into a, a discussion uh, about about novel writing and poetry and things and and somebody at the, at the party while she was away on a holiday with um with her boyfriend at the time they were visiting lord byron at lake geneva and they had one of those kind of late night drinking kind of thing and they had a conversation and he was she was sort of dared to do it and um that night she went to sleep and she woke up uh having had a dream about a hideous phantasm of a man stretched out as on a table and And then, on the working of some powerful engine, shows signs of life and stir with uneasy, half vital motion. So oh. she said that that was that was quite clearly um, Frankenstein. And then Albert Einstein's the theory of relativity. He spent years working on relativity. He couldn't crack it. And uh, while it took him eight years after this particular dream, Uh, uh, he still credited the dream for for cracking it for him because he dreamt about sledding down a hill at the speed of light and seeing the stars changing their appearance wow Uh, so that that gave him the the kind of idea of the relationship between wow, the speed of what light it, so and, that was the yeah. dream
1: he's sledding down a hill and he sees the stars and they change yeah, yeah, yeah so
0: you're right Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas which if you did know anything about it is an extremely trippy movie and is, it come, is it good is it worth come, a watch yeah yeah it's good could have come straight out of somebody's dream um, I feel like you may great. have fallen for it slightly if you'd seen the movie okay. um, but yeah yeah, it's, it is in fact the lie
1: Wow, that's so a great there fact, though. There we are. It's a great fact and such a lovely topic. And now we've come to the end. We have. <laughs> yeah. I always dreamed of this moment. <laughs> but, folks, you know what you got to do? You've got to hit the subscribe button. You've got to hit the yeah. like button and share and comment. Yeah, please, please
0: do all of these things because we do swear and the YouTube hates that. And if you do enjoy the podcast, every single like, every click, every the share. The, the YouTube. Every review you leave, every comment you write, every every sexually suggestive photo that you send us on our social media, it all helps. It
1: all helps. Helps. Helps us have sweeter dreams. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least. I don't want to be dreaming of cobras all the time. <laughs> send us those pics. Sounded like you'd, you'd come to terms
0: with a cobra. So. you have to. That's yeah. good. That's good.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for watching. Join us uh, next time. Bye. <laughs> now,